0: Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. U.S. consumer demand for organically produced goods has grown continuously since USDA implemented national standards for organic production and processing in 2002. Domestic production of many organic crops and livestock specialties has also increased during this period. The U.S. had under a million acres of certified organic farmland when Congress passed the Organic Food Production Act of 1990. By the time USDA implemented national organic standards in 2002, certified organic farmland had doubled and doubled again between 2002 and 2005. Between 2005 and 2011, certified organic pasture and rangeland fluctuated up and down, but certified organic cropland expanded nearly 80% to 3.1 million acres. Organic livestock sectors have grown even faster. Access to organic processing facilities is identified as the biggest perceived production barrier for many livestock producers to include organic livestock in the certification of their farms. Most processing facility managers surveyed also believe that certifying their plant organic will cost them time, money, and onerous bookkeeping, above and beyond what they are tracking already for local, state, and federal markets. Both federal and state inspected plants can be certified organic. Montana is fairly unique in having both types of certified organic plants.
1: And now I'd like to introduce Wes Henthorne, the manager of the Bee Bar Ranch. And just to, would you give us a little bit of history of the operation and how it became an organic operation?
2: Sure, and the, the ranch was acquired by the current owner, Marianne Mott, in 1978, and was uh, strictly an operation north of Yellowstone Park, and has a lot of summer grazing. We still use that portion of the ranch for summer grazing, but most of our agriculture operations are all centered uh, north of Big Timber about fifteen miles. And it's just almost exactly fifteen miles from the, the plant here um, to the ranch. And so <coughs> that's one of the reasons we wanted to uh, to do business with, with Brian and get him certified so that we could you know have more processing going on here, here in Big Timber.
1: So how far is it? Did you say? It's fifteen miles. Fifteen miles.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is a, a relatively short haul. Most producers in Montana uh, are Calling to hear from 60 or 70 miles away would be the other close ones. And we have people that come down from northwest Montana to process in the area as well. So the cattle travel quite a bit. For us, it's, it's quite an advantage to have a local processor. And that's one of the reasons why I initially approached Brian about uh, certifying.
1: A little bit
2: more maybe about the the cattle operation because it's it's okay well we're we're fairly un- unique in that we we have a heritage breed of cattle that we raise their ancient white parks and in 1989 when we started with with the cattle we had mm-hmm. a total of 19 breeding females in North America in, and, all, of North America, in all, all of North America and all of North America and so what we did is is we got involved in in my charge uh, taking over the 15 head that we bought was to make more of them and our target was 200 uh, cows and we calved about 400 for the last last few years and so we've pretty well secured the future of the breed we, have, we also have an extensive semen collection that would allow us over a period of about 10 years to start from scratch and breed up and have essentially purebred cattle once again so we're feeling like we've we've Done our job, I guess, for the preservation of of the breed. Um, One of the things that we found in 2003 when we sold our commercial cattle and went strictly with the white parks is that because the cattle are horned and they're built different than the predominant commercial breeds, um, we took a serious discount um, when we went to market with, with the cattle. So we decided that perhaps we could get into the beef business and we do certified organic grass fed beef with our. Our white bar cattle, and it turns out, that instead of being discounted in the marketplace, we can get a premium for being organic. Great.
1: Now, the whole processed meats is is a little bit newer um, venture for you,
2: right? Well, and, it is, and, and we started processed meats um, with basically cuts from uh, from cold cows that we bring in, and, and so because we're, we've been organic since 1989, our cow herd is organic. For the most part as, as well as as the you know the, the slaughter stock that we raise so we had the, the cull cows and, and a lot of them would grind but we had large whole muscle cuts and we thought well there should be something we can do for them and, and cr- increase our value our return from the, the carcasses and Brian came up with uh, three Recipes for us to use for for building jerky. So we had we started with a line of jerky, and we have three different flavors of, of that that we produce, and that that worked out pretty well. Um, and we find that there are a lot of cuts that that don't sell well in particular stores, and we we're trying to find you know a, a place for those to go. And we talked for a while, and, and Brian suggested hot dogs and and we talked about it and he started recipe development and over the course of of the winter um, we came up with several pretty good recipes some that were excellent actually Um, we we have hot dogs that have been very well received uh, around the state and and so we're we're really happy to be doing that that
1: involved bringing in some new equipment to the state too
2: well eventually it it did Um, in order to produce hot dogs at the, at the level that we want to do it required an, an emulsifier and so we partnered with Brian on, on that and so there's an emulsifier here that, that we've uh, financed and, and so that helps build the build hot dogs and it generates a little bit of income because Brian makes some hot dogs of his own that are not organic. So we're, we're trying to push out you know, as best we can to, to optimize our income.
1: Did you uh, encounter any uh, challenges in organic certification that you'd like to give tips to someone who's thinking about it, either well, in the slaughterhouse?
2: Well, if you're, if you're a local producer or, you know, and have a, a local plant, you need to just go visit with the, uh, the processor and, and see if they're receptive to, uh, to, to going organic and, and uh, to do the certification. Most places, it's not real difficult, depending on what sort of chemicals they're using and, and how they're doing things. Um, we we actually have labels at three plants, and and do that, but we do nearly all of our processing here with Brian. Um, you know, and, and we we like the service that we get here, and we like the, the processed meats, and, and he's really, you know, become a strong advocate for for organic production, and, and we're able to. To direct you know some of our friends that, that raise other species and, and beef as well um, into, into this operation so but, but as far as, as hurdles I guess to get started one of the things that, that we offered to do in order to have uh, producers uh, certify was we offered to pay their their fees initially and help actually help them get started and so there was some outreach. There, on on our part, two of the three plants that we approached to do that um, agreed to do it. The third one was overtaken by uh, numbers and and actually has has certified since then. But um, but we're kind of sticking with the ones where we initially certified and worked.
1: no work. Pioneer Meats is Montana State certified, not USDA, right? State inspected, yes. So if I was listening correctly, Mm-hmm. You have a herd of 400 cows, yep. and what percentage of the, of the offspring from there that ended up slaughter stock are going as organic meat?
2: Well we wish they were all going organic, but we have animals that lose ear tags, and we have a natural label to accommodate that. But I would guess that most years will be probably 97-98% organic.
1: So you're able in a in a state the size of Montana, which doesn't have a lot of people, to market market all of the meat as organic. Yeah,
2: we do have some people that we sell to that, you know, come to us through our website or you know, find out about us vacation here and so we get calls and we can sell direct to consumers in other states, but we can't sell for res- resale outside Montana. So yeah, we we do sell organic beef in Montana and we move all of it.
1: I'm impressed.
2: Well, it's a lot of work. <laughs> and how, how long have you
1: been doing this,
2: did you say? We, we sold our first organic beef in 2005.
0: You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.